Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What up, everybody? I'm Rob Brandt. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. <laughs> Welcome back to the Brothers Brandt podcast, episode 64 with college basketball analyst Bill Raftery was fantastic last week. And here on episode 65, we keep the CBS sports broadcasting train rolling with the greatest of all time, the face and voice of CBS, as Raft put it, Jim Nance the goat himself. Rick, would you do the honors <laughs> of introducing our dear friend of the pod, Jim? Rob, it would be my honor and privilege to introduce Jim Nance. Now, this is normally where I would go into a little bit of a resume, but if that was the case today, we would be here for a couple hours. Jim Nance is statistically proven to be the greatest sports broadcaster of all time, and we are honored to have Jim on here today. Jim, welcome to the Brothers Brandt Podcast. Well, you guys are too kind. Thank you for all those accolades, man. Uh, for, for some Jersey boys all getting together here, let's have some fun. Uh, we're old Monmouth County guys. Colts Neck, in my case, Little Silver for you two. And uh, this has been a long time in the making. And trying to follow Raft's not an easy thing. Working with Raft is the greatest. Trying to follow him for a lighthearted podcast, I'm going to do my best. Well, only because you brought it up, Jim, we do have to mention that during our podcast with Bill, we asked him, would you crack his starting five lineup with just previous broadcasters that he's worked with? And he skirted the question perfectly. Rather than answering it, he said you'd be the president, the owner, and the treasurer. What's your thoughts on that? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I love the guy. He was my first ever analyst uh, out on the road with college basketball, believe it or not, starting in January 1986. And uh, we, we worked in the studio together. We did games together. And then four or five years later, I got partnered with the great Billy Packer and had 18 glorious years with Billy. And uh, lo and behold, several years back, I think it's been now seven years, maybe, Raft and I came full circle along with Grant Hill, who we love and have so much fun with, and and uh, we got reunited again at at CBS, calling the NCAA tournament, all the games, which we're about to embark on this great journey, and it feels really really great and feels right to be back after a thirty year absence, almost back with Raftery again. Yeah, you guys make a great duo, and just every time you're on the broadcast during the Final Four, always a treat for all the listeners out there. I want to get into a quick question, but before I do, I got to tell a little brief story, Jim. You have been an individual that my brother and I have adored for decades, watching sports our lives, 
I had the opportunity to meet you in 2010 at the final four in Indianapolis. And you know, when you're ready to meet the person that maybe you've always idolized or something, you're a little nervous. I just have to say that you were incredibly nice and gracious and exceeded my expectations. And I just was curious, I wanted to start the podcast off with who was your idol growing up? Were you nervous when you met them? What were they like? Well, thank you for that. First off, uh, Rick, that was really nice uh, what you said. Rob, appreciate you both. But for me, I, my, my heroes, I had sports heroes, but my sports broadcasting uh, heroes were the ones I truly idled. Uh, the voices of my youth who came before me. Uh, a lot of these guys, unfortunately, the younger generation doesn't know them. They don't maybe recognize their names. But when you talk about a Jim McKay or a Jack Whitaker, Pat Summerall, Chris Shankle, Keith Jackson, Kurt Gowdy, Dick Enberg, uh, Jack Buck, Jim Simpson, Frank Gifford. Uh, you know, I'm going to start to forget some of these guys. And it, 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 I, I later on feel really badly about it. But uh, because they all meant so much to me and they were my they were my idols and in all of the above cases I got to meet every single one of them and in some cases even had the chance to have a deep and, and lasting friendship with them uh, Jack Whitaker attended our our wedding uh, I did the eulogy uh, at his funeral Jim McKay uh, I got to meet right out of college and I used to write him letters when I was a young kid same thing, I delivered a eulogy at, at Jim McKay's funeral, which when somebody asks you to stand up on behalf of a beloved family member, and in their case is a national treasure, uh, it, it's one of the great honors and responsibilities you could ever have. So uh, Pat Summerall, I got to work with for 10 years at CBS, could not have been a better mentor to me. So they were my idols, they are still my idols. My hero was my father, who we lost in 2008, but my idols were my broadcasting idols. That's amazing that you had the opportunity to meet all of them and that they exceeded your expectations the way you've done for me, not just the first time we met, but every other time we've been, come across each other. So Jim, I just wanted to say thank you for that. Well, thank I'm you. gonna ask one question here and then we're gonna hand it off to Rob. Tell us about the Super Bowl. You've been calling Super Bowls for a long time now. What does that event mean to you? Well, I, keep, I feel like I'm, I'm owed a good game. We, <laughs> I've just had kind of drawn the, 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 the short straw here as far as competitive games. But it's the biggest honor you could have in our industry is to be entrusted with the Super Bowl broadcast. Here we had it on February the 7th, and it was the dream matchup with Brady against Mahomes. And uh, it just everything seemed to be aligned to have a classic, epic game that would be remembered forever. And, you know, it will be remembered forever. Uh, not because it was competitive or it was filled with drama, but because Tom won and pulled off just just an unimaginable season and championship. But it is, uh, you know, I've been a part of eight Super Bowl broadcasts. Six is the play-by-play -play voice. Two is the host. And they're big, man. You think about them for a whole year. When it's a Super Bowl year for you, you might be at week three in New England doing a regional game. But in the back of your mind, you're still thinking about February 7th of the Super Bowl. Not that you fear it, not that there's anxiety. It's just it has a different feeling when you've got a Super Bowl season versus a, a season that ends at the AFC Championship. So uh, I loved it. I hope I have the chance to call a few more Super Bowls in my career. And one of these days, I'm going to have a game that comes down to the last play. It just hasn't happened yet. 
the Super Bowl is our favorite day of the year. And when CBS and yourself is calling the games, we get even more excited for it. You do such an amazing job. And I'm going to hand it over to Rob here to rattle off a few fun, quick questions at you. Awesome. I'll take the torch right here. Uh, so, so uh, Jim, we're going to do a little lightning round of questions. And okay. uh, there's going to be some Jersey ones in here. So, Good. It's a bunch of Jersey boys. Do you call it going to the beach or going to the shore? Uh, well, if you grow up where, where we did, it's the shore. You're from the shore area. Like I made uh, for the Asbury Park Press. You guys know the paper. I used to be a delivery boy for them. Um, I made all shore in, in, in golf, not a basketball. I, I, I played for a, a basketball team. We didn't win a lot of games, but I made all shore. So we call it shore. You have to agree to that, right? Right, Rob? Yes, yeah, going to the shore, yeah. And does Jim Nance believe in a central jersey or is it north and south? Uh, I think I, I, I take it as central jersey for sure. Um, and I call it the, I, I still call that, I get back to it again, I call it the Jersey Shore. Now, I know a lot of people think about, uh, you know, the, the, the show with uh, a few years ago with, uh, come on, help me out, all those characters. Yeah, Snooky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not exactly the Jersey Shore that uh, I was familiar with, but yeah, we, we'll call it the Jersey Shore. We're right in, in the middle of it. You know, where I lived in Colts Neck, again, very close to where you guys were. Yeah. We were really equidistant from New York and Philadelphia. We probably thought of, of ourselves more as a New York market, but uh, and I could raid the, uh, the the TV signal out of Philadelphia pretty easily, and I, that gave me the opportunity to get NFL games on a given Sunday out of either Philadelphia or New York. So, and oftentimes they had different games, like in the one o'clock window. So it was really advantageous for a sports nut like me growing up to be in Central Jersey right between those two massive markets. Yeah, yeah, agree with that. Now, when you go to your favorite bagel place, do you call it pork roll or Taylor ham? Pork roll and egg, baby. <laughs> um, and, and, and that would be Joyce's Subs in Lincroft. Yes, Where, Joyce's. Yeah, you know that place? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, and it, it get a pork roll and egg sandwich. But I would usually get the number three as far as a lunch sandwich at, at Joyce's. So. Whew. Yeah, we call it pork roll. Pork roll and egg. That was huge. Next time I'm back in the area, I'm getting a number three. All right. Um, bon Jovi or Springsteen? Uh, I love I, – I, I've been around John a few times because of football, not a ton. I, I, I've been around Springsteen only as a, as, a, as a fan, ardent follower, someone who attended a bunch of his concerts. But I'm more of the uh, Springsteen generation, even though I have a, you know, a closer tie to Bon Jovi, and I think John's just an awesome guy. But uh, I'm a Springsteen guy, and I've seen him in concert in a lot of different places across the country. Obviously, New York, Giant Stadium, Houston. I saw him in Denver at the old Mile High Stadium one time. So they're both great credits to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, of course. Of course, I love that. You had a replica of the iconic par three seventh hole at Pebble Beach recreated in your backyard. How many times have you and your wife, Courtney, sunk a hole in one? <laughs> well, I've had, I get, uh, I have the most attempts. So by dumb luck, it's gonna go in every once in a while, Rob. Yeah, it's right over my shoulder, about uh, 30 or 40 yards directly behind me. And um, this is a shot right here. All oh, the glare is too much, but this is, 
This is Arnold Palmer on that tee hitting uh, what someone told me once were the last two golf balls he ever hit in the United States. Uh, his last golf shot he ever struck was at the old course of St. Andrews before the 2015 Open Championship. There was an exhibition by uh, former champions uh, of the Open, but he had been here a month earlier and hit two shots. The second one ended up about that close. Uh, I've, I've had, we just had our six-year mark uh, since it opened. I've probably had somewhere around 30 holes in one. That sounds like a lot, but when you hit thousands upon thousands of golf balls, from 53 yards, half the distance of the seventh hole. It's half the vertical drop. The green space is half the square footage. Uh, but when you can sit up there all day until you make one, you know, again, you're going to get lucky a few times. But my name is not on the Rock of Fame. You know, there's this big boulder yeah. with these perfect plaques yeah. that, um, you know, for example, this great young man who's right now on the USS Roosevelt. Andy Delaney, he made one late last year. That one is going on the Rock of Fame. Oh Here's God. another great credit to uh, to the Navy. Uh, Alden made one in my backyard. And then here's the actor, Eric Close. Eric, uh, without a trace and several other things. Nashville, yeah. super guy. These three are about to, to go up along with Kevin Hall, who made one just past month, and John McGinnis, who's a former tour player and a really talented uh, golf broadcaster. Now, Jim, this is the last quick question. Then we're going to close things out. You, mi miss you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so I'm going to take the shot, and it's totally cool if you say no, if you, if you shut us down. But can Rick and I have an opportunity to play the par three in the backyard doesn't matter if it's for five minutes and then we have to leave. You're, you're, you're totally invited. You're totally invited. So <clears throat> you have to get out here though. I am coming with, have to merge. I'm coming with a number three from Joyce's. Oh man, do that. Uh, you can stay as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> you're, All invited. Right. you're invited. We yeah. do get a lot of uh, requests. Unfortunately, they can't all be fulfilled. Uh, it helps if you know uh, the homeowner, the property owner. But, um, yeah, it's become a little bit of one of those things that people out here at Pebble Beach think it's part of the 17-mile of the drive tour experience. There's the Lone Cypress. There's the Cypress Point Golf Club. There's Spanish Bay. There's Pebble Beach Golf Links. And, um, you know, when I, when I run into people on a daily basis living very close to the, to the lodge, I get asked that question all the time. Hey, can I come up to your house and hit some golf balls? So we handle that on a case-by-case -case basis, but you guys are invited. You, you just yeah. made my life. You just, you just made my <laughs> Christmas, every holiday. We're good. So You know, we did a thing last year. We did a fundraiser right when COVID started. Um, it, it was really Titleist did it. And I've been a longtime ambassador for Titleist and the voice of Titleist for a quarter of a century. So they had this online auction with all of the great titleist golfers you know i hate to even name the names but you can imagine you know the many of the biggest absolute names in the game and they were offering 18 hole playing rounds with lunch with a lot of them you know i'm sure you could find it online and uh i offered a one hour you know meet and greet in in the backyard hitting balls into uh my par three hole and that went for the most that one hour went for 
I want to say $55,000, 100% to charity. And it outdrew, I mean, I, I didn't know if anybody would bid on it, but I was honored that they did. And it uh, became, um, it became a hit. And, and we, ra we're, we raised a lot of money. Actually, the guy that won it was from New York and he's flying out at uh, the end of April to, uh, to get that opportunity that, uh, that he bought on the auction. Unbelievable, Jim. Unbelievable. And thank you for, for the offer. Thank you. Accepted 100%. We'll figure out any time to get over there. <laughs> set, it up, set it up through Melissa. We have to coordinate schedules, of course, and uh, we'll have some fun. And who knows, if you bring your A game, I'll give you 10 shots to make the Rock of Fame. Jim, absolutely. You've broadened your A game on this brother <laughs> podcast. We have one final question before we get you out of here. If you had a dream foursome, and of course, you know, let's just say hypothetically, it doesn't include Rick and Rob Brand, because I know that would be like two out of the three spots, but okay. if it's not yeah, the sure. brother Brand, who's your dream foursome? Can't see it. It's just out of frame. I actually said this one place, and it and it and, it, and an artist um, actually painted the, the picture. I wish I could bring it down. Maybe I could even turn this thing up a little bit. This this is it. This is it right here. Okay. 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 What I did, I made the rules. I made it five. Uh, I got former President Bush 41 because he was like a surrogate father to me. Nothing political here. Uh, just a very special, incredible man and a gift of my life um, who took really good care of me when my father took ill with Alzheimer's and became a, like a surrogate father to me. And I can say that about all the rest, but that imaginary fivesome, I'm up there with a microphone. I, I'm calling it. I'm not playing it. But I'm walking around watching President Bush I'm watching Ken Venturi. I'm watching uh, Eddie Marins. And uh, I'm watching Jim Langley, the late pro at Cypress Point, and of course my dad. And I'm tagging along with a microphone calling every shot. That's my dream golf group right there. Wow. When was uh, that you guys played? Do you recall? No, it's just imaginary. I mean, I played with all of those great men uh, many a time. Um, of course, my dad, I learned the game from my dad and uh, the little pro Eddie Marins, uh, the pro emeritus uh, down at Bel Air. I just saw him two weeks ago, still going strong in his uh, late 80s. Ken Venturi and Jim Langley are gone. Uh, my dad's gone. And President Bush, 41, uh, passed away a little more than two years ago. And I played dozens upon do dozens of rounds with him. And that's the five that I would love to be able to tag along with with a microphone in hand and just uh, watch them play and have a special imaginary day in heaven. Jim, that is absolutely incredible. And I know I can say for certainty, you would be in our dream foursome if we ever had the chance to play one day. We really, Jim, just wanna thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to come out on the Brothers Brand Podcast today. We wish you all the luck down this stretch towards the final four. And the three of us will see each other in Augusta at the Masters in just about a month. It's an exciting month ahead. Thank you for getting it launched in a great way and for having Raft, the, I mean, such a dear, dear man and friend on before me. And I just, again, trying to ride on his coattails one more time on your show and during the NCAA tournament coming up. I'll see you in Augusta in a month.
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest sports broadcaster of all time, Jim Nance himself on the Brothers Brandt podcast. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.